One, one, two, one, three, one, four. Inspiration, elevation, knocking right at your door. Aloha mai kako, aloha, welcome to Mana Bounce Podcast, powered by Pomahina Designs. It's me, Kanoi Lani Davis. And me, Kulani Jeremiah Wong, aloha. Aloha, everybody. Today's Mana Bomb is F the fear, I'm walking in scared. Our focus today is how can I be courageous and brave? The way we want to engage each other is anxiety and self-doubt is prevalent in society. What is one experience you've had where you were uncomfortable but push yourself to do it knowing it was good for you. How did you take your first step and how did it work out for you? That's what I want you guys to think about as you engage your thoughts. And I want to ask Kulani uh, what she thought about this particular monobomb. Okay, this monobomb, I remember very well. When I said it aloud, it was like, F the fear. I'm walking in scared. Pomahina has been a part of the Mamo wearable art show for many years already. And usually I'm in the back. Prepping all the, all the people who are actually walking the catwalk, making sure that they're dressed to the nines, exactly how they're supposed to look on stage, that accessories are in place. I'm really happy doing that. Well, unbeknownst to me, one year I had to walk in that show. So, you know, she's a fat girl. She's a fat, fluffy, love herself, but she's chubby girl. I looked at Kanoi like, girl, you sure you like me walking the show? She's like, yes, I have the exact thing that you're going to wear. And I was like, okay. Now, I was hesitant at all the practices. Like, I was scared crapless, for real. Because there is a stigma about being a big girl, not being able to walk on the runways and whatnot. Even though there are many plus-size models. But this plus-size wahine was not makoko for that. The night arrived, and I had to stand like a regal version of Ka'ahumanu in a kikepa. I was scared because I forgot my bra. So we had to make do, flip, you know, MacGyver things. My companion on the stage was this beautiful Kanaka Hawaii who's like six foot something, beautiful body. And he's wearing a backless model that I wanted to peek at every now and again because who doesn't want to peek at a beautiful Kanaka? Hello. I had to remember who I was representing, the reason behind it. And I got to walk alongside women who were pounding kappa and chanting about kappa and hina. I told myself, look, girl, you're not a girl anymore. Put your big wahine panties on. Get to the front of the stage. Make sure you on time. Turn when you're supposed to. Get to the front and smile because your picture's getting taken. Right. And then it was like, oh, no, you cannot smile because you have to have the RBF. Y'all don't know what RBF is? Resting bitch face. I got one of those. That's easy. So got to the front, did my pose, did the whole catwalk with my partner. Joy Polupe, I love you, Polala. That was totally my partner. And I know everybody was looking at us coming down the runway. And that's where I was scared, crapless. But I told myself, look, you got to do it. So I got to the end. We got to turn around and walk towards the back. I was happy. I could like breathe a little bit. What was interesting for me was that I had Ohana in the audience that I didn't know was there, but they were like screaming. Come on! I was like, what? And that right there gave me the courage for finish that walk on that runway. Since then, Kanai has been voluntolding me. <laughs> voluntolding me to get on the catwalk. 
I love being the kua, the support system for Pomahina. So being in the back and making sure everyone else is makaukau, it's a passion of mine because I love all of the wearable arts you get from Pomahina. Now, having that opportunity to walk on that catwalk more than once has totally boosted, you know, my confidence in that space. Yes, I'm a confident woman, no doubt. I love myself, but it's not an easy thing when you first start out. That's where I totally had to be way more courageous and brave. Definitely something that everyone, regardless of your size or shape, needs to experience in their life. Listen, Pomahina Designs, when they put you on the runway, it's not about what you look like. Pomahina Designs brings you onto the runway based on your ano, how you are, your characteristics, kanaka Hawaii that you exude. You bring with you your ohana, your your kupuna, your aumakua are coming that day too because, you know, we pull it right before the show. So you have everyone coming behind you and that you're representing. And I learned to appreciate the opportunity of walking on a runway for Pomahina because that helped me to just dig a little deeper into my na'au and be brave for my own ohana. To hear that you were scared, because I do know that you're a very confident woman. I can appreciate that. I do appreciate too that you're not ho'okano. You're not snobby about it. Like there are fears in you. It's humbling. And I think the balance between that makes you shine. But I didn't know that you were you were that scared to go onto the runway. Yeah, I'd rather be the mo'o on the wall, like looking like, a, you know, in all black. I just had to close my eyes and remember, you're not doing this just for you, girl. You're doing this for all of the women that are the same size as you. I always have to get reminded about that. Sorry, sis. She's always like, uh, girl, you know, you're representing people. I was like, no. And you're like, yeah. And for me, that was the big thing to remember. So as each year went by, I knew that there was a possibility that I may have to walk. And now I'm beginning to like, <laughs> not love yet, but like walking on the runway. So mahalo for those experiences. I love to hear that. On top of being a model and walking, people don't understand what's happening internally for each individual. Behind the scenes stuff. They don't know what's happening back there either. For the months of prep it takes to get to that point. I have anxiety having to prep, you know, six months to eight months pre-fashion show. The logistical stuff. So I don't even think of the mental stuff because I know I got to get it done. I've had conversations with some of the people who have walked with me as models and audience, let me just express to you, these people are beautiful and you would never think that they had insecurity. When I get to hear them talk about their experience after the show, to hear that for months prior to the show, they were having high anxieties and wanting to quit. Yeah, exercising, dieting, whatever. I mean, most of the time I'm like, just don't, but don't gain too much weight because I got to size you. So know where you're at and be there. That's it. The mental, the emotional anxieties people go through up into that point just to walk. And I'm not going to say just to walk as if it was nothing because it's a big deal. To get on the stage is huge. I have to share that there have been many models who have come off of Pomahina's runway who didn't want to do it and got them to do it. They came off almost wanting to do it again. Yes, very new perspective. Very, very new. It ended up great for you. That's a big one. I have to say, if it weren't for the people before me that pushed me, I couldn't be that person for other people. I say that because you're my responsibility if you're walking on there. So I push knowing I can handle whatever is going to come from that. It's not like mm-hmm. that all the time, but it's because people above me who taught me things were, they were that for me. 
And I knew it worked because I was a scary cat for everything. (laughs) You asked my grandma when I was a little girl, if I was in ankle deep water, I was freaking out. Yeah. You asked my grandmother. She will tell you I was a scaredy cat of the ocean. And we used to go pick limu and go get crab, fish. I was forced to do it. I would cry and scream. My grandma still tells that story to this day. I've grown from that. (laughs) Now I dive and... Yes, I walked in the ocean by myself for hours. And in fact, one of the one times was saving my grandmother and my auntie during the tidal wave and walking in the ocean late at night. So you get over it, especially when you know it's not just for you. I think that's probably the biggest catalyst in how can I be more courageous and brave? It's when we start to think outside of ourselves. Like we understand there's a purpose, there's an intention. If you're a mother or a father, you know it's for your children. If you're a young adult, you know it's for your future. If it's for work, it's because of the whole company. You cannot be afraid. And let me just express something. You are never ready. You know what I'm saying? When I was up high with my first daughter, the most fearful thing was giving birth. You know, like, I don't want to give birth. I heard it hurts. I don't want to scream. <laughs> I don't want to give birth. But hey, guess what? I had no choice. It happened. And guess Game. <laughs> Three more after that. So it wasn't so bad, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but right in the mean, right there, that moment. You tend to find your most courageous aspects and bravery when you step out of yourself. Unless you're in danger, in imminent danger, you're going to make good decisions. But if you're not going to die, maybe you'll fail. Maybe you walk down the runway and fall. Maybe you rip one of the girls' clothes and we got to go figure out how to pin it and put it together again just before they walk on stage. But see, when you put yourself in situations like that, you become resourceful. Your perfection is in the imperfections. The failures and the challenges are invited. That feeling, that rush you get, it almost becomes, which you don't want it to become, addicting to the point of, go ahead and bring me those challenges. The self-doubt and the anxiety will always be there, maybe to an extent, but that's what keeps you humble. That's the balance between ho'okano, overly confident and stupid, and staying humble. That anxiety and self-doubt should only be gauges. They never should be a weight. That's it. So if you don't have that, something's wrong. I can tell you, I know a lot of famous people within a Hawaiian community. I know famous people, even uh, world community, and they will all say the same thing. They get nervous before they go on stage every single time. Do you remember, I think it was our last runway show. We were all gathering. You had us write the one thing we needed to empower ourselves with by taking away or removing out of our lives. You had us put it on tape and we put it on our mouths as we were walking. And then we removed and dropped it as a statement, as an entire hui. That was courageous. Everybody had put their tape up on the side of the door. And I remember you had taken a photo of that. And I looked at the words and there were a few that were this exact same word. I was amazed. I had a twin on that wall. You know, mine was about my weight issues. I realized this is Ka'ahumanu size. So I'm royalty size. I'm good. But back then it was like, you know, brothers and siblings just calling you names. But they would have fed me to the animals, girl. (laughs) Girl, you too small. We gotta put you back. (laughs) Go eat some more tea. Get back on the table. (laughs) Coco. But I, I was amazed that 
so many words. Like you said, the words can either be good or bad. In that case, it was neither. It was just a statement about what we needed to rid ourselves of the self-doubt. That right there was the F the fear I'm walking in scared because you are now showing the world who is watching this show that this is the one thing I have on my mouth that is really affecting my life right now. And I ain't going to keep it anymore. You can have it. And I think that was such a big moment to be a part of. So thank you for that. But share why, why, why did you decide that we needed to do something like that? Why was it so necessary? Because it was a necessary thing for everyone in the hui that participated. I think that was necessary more so for me. Mm. Prior to that show, because I'm involved in a community, and I'll just put it out there, my community, my island majority, at least it felt like it, was making assumptions of my integrity and who I was. And it came from a high level of state and mm-hmm. it came from levels of large community organizations. They questioned my integrity and accused me of things I didn't do. It was very hard to hear people you look up to talking shit about you. One, already making assumptions. Two, you think you had friends and family that would have the balls enough to come and inquire. Three, you think you have friends who would admit that they did talk to me, spreading rumors that they didn't. It was really uncomfortable. That was one uncomfortable, but it didn't make me so uncomfortable because I know who I was. I know what I didn't do. And I knew what they were saying was lies. And it was a projection of whatever was happening out there. The catalyst was it when it got to this bullying state, adults bullying other adults on social media. So one of the main leaders who had a big voice in this whole thing decided on social media she was going to tease me. They went down to like elementary level, literal elementary level. My maiden name is Wong. You know, she wanted to tease me Wong way. She's doing it Wong. And here's the thing. Now all these other adults on Molokai wanted to jump in and have a comment. Family members mind you, wanted to have comments. And I didn't think that was going to affect me because the other stuff didn't affect me. I recognized that one affect me. I went inwards and I realized, oh my gosh, that childhood trauma of when all those peers and my classmates from elementary used to tease me wrong way, wrong this, wrong that, all the way from elementary to high school. Holy crap. I still had that in me. It bothered me. I cried. Ironically, that was what bothered me, not the other stuff. I sat for two days almost in depression and Kulani was there for me while I cried. I almost wanted to give up being a board member. I wanted to give up doing what I wanted to do just because of that one thing. Then I woke up and I was like, what the F? You will give up everything because somebody would tease you a name that you never get over from when you was in elementary. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. That's not who you are and that's not who you're trying to be. That started the catalyst of how I wanted the runway to be seen. Prior to the runway, I brought in people who could hold and protect our space. And so I brought in um, Kealoha, Ho, uh, rest in peace. We love him, Kealoha. And a very dear, dear friend of mine, Roman. They were our protectors on stage. So we could do what we needed to do. So I asked each and every model. I I brought them in that day. And I said, okay, guess what? (laughs) What's your trigger word? Let's think about that. Because we're going to go on that that runway with your trigger word on your mouth, on a piece of tape. And you're going to get rid of that as I'm going to do mine too. And so we walked on the runway. Mine was happened to be Wong Wei. Here's the thing. They probably didn't expect this of us, but the clothes, Pomahina, I put that to the background. And I wanted each and every one of us 
to shine at that moment. The clothes were second to the reality of our Lahui, our Kanaka, our people. They were first. The less people we have that do those types of bullying and projections, the better for us. We all did it. And there were tears shed. We got off that stage. We celebrated. But in between the beginning to the end, there was a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. And people were worried about what others would say. People were worried about what their teasers or their perpetrators were going to say. People were worried about what their family was going to say. And then they got over it. Because I'm like, get in line. We got to go. <laughs> Words like fatso, stupid, you're not worthy, ugly, haole. I mean, these were things which doesn't seem a big deal for us, especially when we're yelling at somebody and calling them these names. We didn't realize those small words were huge and heavy to somebody else. We walked in there scared and we walked out 10 times more brave and hopefully 10 times more bright. Yeah, relieved of all of that tension that those triggers caused. Absolutely. That was me anyway. When I pulled that off, I was like, bye. And it was just a reconfirmation about who I am as a person and who I have to represent. And being in that space that I have to represent my ohana, my kupuna, my hoa, you know, making sure that my friends, my family, my ancestors are proud of the things that I'm doing. Being able to showcase that by simply peeling a piece of tape off, crumpling it in my hand and throwing it down. It was super potent. For me, that was another. F the fear. Who cares what other people think? What do you think, Kulani? And I had to let go. Scared, 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 scared out of my mind. You know, one thing I noticed and I can recognize since when you actually let it go, if these things show up again, they don't hurt. You'd be amazed. So if today somebody decides to like, it doesn't matter. Wong Strong, that's why. Wong Strong. strong. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt because I owned it. That's what they mean when they say own it. Yeah. And come up with something better. But don't make me start firing back because I got plenty of stuff too for you. (laughs) You don't ever want me to fire back. So I usually hold all of that. Because when I start, I ain't stopping. So don't make her mad. Don't no, make her I, angry. Really, this is a lot of control and discipline. It's not worth it stooping to that level, to be honest, for any of us. So while others are still stooping to that level, I want everybody to start making your plans and goals, working towards it. That's way more productive than firing back the same projections, to be honest. That's a huge one. Thank you for sharing. I think we go through so much courageous and, and brave moments that we have an endless bucket of them. Yes, I yeah. agree. But that was a really big one. And it was memorable. For me, that was gigantic having to walk the runway. Being able to still do it year after year at your request because, you know, she's not trying to volunteer off the top. Recognizing that she may tell you to walk, Kulani. And sometimes it's just like, here, here's your piece. It's not even Kulani, you're going to walk. It's here, here's your outfit, put it on. You need jeans. I was like, oh, okay. Recognizing now I can do it because I'm confident in myself that I can do the runway. The runway not doing me. I doing the runway. It's not even about having to be the most beautiful, the most skinny, the most tight abs, big booty. Because it's not about that. Like Poma and Hina is not about what you look like in your clothes. Poma and Hina is what you feel like in your clothes. For real. It's no joke. <laughs> Walk with confidence. For real. Yeah. I feel good in all my clothes from Pomahina, just saying. Really good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get two compliments, ladies. I get two compliments. So seriously, get to that website. Some stuff is not on the website. You got to look on Instagram. Please check it out. 
and get you some pomahina. Get in your fields with some pomahina. Pomahinadesigns.com. That was my selfish plug. <laughs> oh, I do want to talk about something that might be a little bit more common for most people. And it's something I've also gone through. You may have gone through this. I'm not quite sure. But this whole aspect of not even walking in, but how about walking out? Giving yourself that opportunity to be in a space, for example, being in a really unhealthy relationship, finding the courage, bravery to get out. So it's like F the fear. I'm walking out scared. Most times we can say it a hundred times. Oh, I'm okay with being alone. Oh, I'm okay with not having a partner. But yet we still with the same shitty ass partner. Who are you trying to fool? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So one, you have to start to tell yourself the truth. I'm afraid. That's the first part. I am afraid to leave. Why? It's okay to be. I'm afraid to leave because I'm scared nobody's going to love me. I'm afraid to leave because I'm scared he's going to leave me with the bills and the kids. I'm afraid to leave because I don't think I can be of any worth in the world. It is absolutely 120% okay and in fact healthy to admit those things to yourself. Don't be ashamed of them because everybody in this world, we all know you lying when you say it. Hashtag own your shit. Own your shit. Because once you recognize that, then it's easier to move. Sometimes the unhealthy thoughts come from the relationship itself. So once we figure out how to move away from that and change our own thoughts, then we can get better. So I want us to engage in reprogramming how we see ourselves. You're going to think, oh, well, this is how I see myself. Possible. But then I want you to then think about who fed you those ideas. Because from what we see, what we know, we are friends who love you. They see differently. So who fed that to you? And it's not important on who fed that to you. What's important is that you ate it. So now you got to (laughs) purge it. (laughs) Right? That's where we want to get to. I wanted to bring up relationships in that way because we get afraid to move out of unhealthy spaces because of fear. And the irony in that is we are fearful. We are not worthy enough, but we stay because our ego says we're better than that. How ironic is that? We're going to stay because our ego is thinking, no, I'm good enough. But yet deep inside of us, we recognize we probably are not feeling that way in the relationship. So I got to get out. If anybody ever goes through this and they have children, I was left with three children, house, bills, no job. I had to figure out how to get three jobs Mm -hmm. to pay the bills, to keep the kids, to stay in the house. My focus wasn't worrying about whether I was good enough for somebody. My focus was worrying about, am I going to feed these kids? And that's how it worked. That's how it started. So if you're going through this and you need that help, there's plenty of resources out there, especially if you're Native Hawaiian, single moms and Native Hawaiians. We have plenty of resources. If you guys ever have questions, please DM me anytime. I can help you with that. Email us at manabombspodcast at gmail.com. So don't be afraid. Don't feel like there's nothing out there. There's more than you know. With that being said, I know that was a weird cutoff to the end of our our manabombs. Hopefully it all makes sense and it all is universal in how we think and how we move about life. So F the fear, ladies and gentlemen. I'm walking in mother effing scared and I'm going to be winning because that's just how we do. Don't be afraid. Go, go, go. And you got plenty of support. Yes. Hashtag bulldoze. <laughs> Just bulldoze. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to hashtag bulldoze ourselves off of the episode. Signing off. It's me, Kanoilani Davis on the island of Molokai. And it's your girl, Kulani Jeremiah Wong here on Oahu. Aloha. Aloha. For your daily mana bombs, be sure to follow 
on Instagram at Pomahina Designs, which is Kanoilani, and myself at Kulans.manabombs. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check in every Monday and Friday for a new Manabomb episode.